Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Chris, let's tell everyone about our brand new sponsor. Yes, new sponsor alert. Egg Fried, brand new clothing brand from our very own home county of Essex. If you're into street art, comic books, kind of alternative lifestyle, kind of gigs, watching cool films, crazy art, throwing a kind of little bit of Asian culture and a a slightly warped sense of humour and then you kind of get where they're going with egg fried right what do they make they make punchy graphic tees hoodies sweatshirts wicked art prints as well as a denim range that's handmade in house which I think is really cool because it supports that slow fashion movement it's domestically made stuff and it lasts a long time and that's really where we're going now we shouldn't be buying a load of throwaway stuff absolutely and they're supporting your wallets as well and let me tell you how they're doing that if you go over to eggfried.com, go and buy some of their amazing garments, throw them in your uh, basket. Before you check out, they have given you lovely listeners an exclusive 10% discount code. And that discount code is EGGSALAD, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D. Put that in, save yourself 10%. And, and if you're not even up for spending money on yourselves, who else can they spend their money on, Chris? They have a kids range called Small Fried. Very cute, very cool, and that's also available at eggfried.com. Official sponsors of Hardcore Listing. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. My name is Stuart Roy Whiffin. Sitting opposite me today is... Saturday night dance, I like the way you move. Dewey baby. Uh, yeah. Christopher uh, Wigfield Glasson. Sorry, sorry, sorry um, yeah. I, I mean, for, for people that have absolutely no idea what they've just pressed play on, um, Hardcore Listing is a podcast where each week myself and Christopher um, pick a topic, or sometimes we ask you lot to suggest a topic. Um, that's generally what you get on the on the Patreon episodes. Um, and then sometimes we have guests as well, and then they... They they count down a top five of their chosen subjects. So that's 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 basically what you've you've signed up for today. This is what you're getting, and that's uh, at the core of it, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and then generally, you get a lot of substance, you know, very substandard chat, like um, like 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 Chris um, starting the podcast as um, Euro chart uh, chart botherer Wigfield. 
And if you think if you think that was a boring intro, last week we spent a good ten minutes talking about my coat hanger addiction. Oh, so God. strap in. So strap boring. In. Uh, so shout boring. out to our wonderful sponsors. Mm. Uh, love beer. .co.uk, uh, the wonderful Charles and Love Beer, who's currently got some crazy project involving uh, an old Land Rover he's bought, and he's mm. renovating it and welding it and cutting it down, and he's either going to be doing a Ram Raid, or he's going to be turning it into something splendid. Mm. Um, yes, any other sponsors? Yes, uh, we've I've also forgotten. got uh, the glorious Luke Van Boom of Bang Boom Creative. He's um, glorious. And uh, yeah, he's a, I like him again this week. So um, yeah, yeah, fair play to uh, to Luke. Uh, and we've also got um, a new sponsor on a, on, a, on a little campaign with us. Um, they've just launched their clothes label, eggfried.com. Um, and it's some good clobber, right? It's really nice. Yeah, skateboard punk, uh, hip hop, and sort of like punk um, Japanese influences. Very cool yeah. streetwear. Pete's an incredible designer, and they also do. Debbie also does. Handmade denim wear as well, so one-off pieces pretty much is fucking sick. So thank Go you very much, guys. And you can see, you can look at all that on the on the website in their lookbook, and mm-hmm. obviously you can you can purchase it as well, and you can save money. You can save yourself a lot of money if you use the discount code, Chris. Egg salad. There you go, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D. Go and do that now. Also, seventy-six, our lovely producer. Thank you. One more thing before we get on with it. Oh, okay. I just want to tell our regular listeners a little bit about what we do on Patreon. Yes. So um, each week on Patreon, um, I like to sit in my shed and um, and touch my uh, decks and and uh, and put some little radio shows together and talk about some records and stuff. I do that four times a week, and I put them shows up on Patreon. Yeah. And then what you also get is this episode that you're listening to. You can watch it. Because uh, we put the videos up of all our episodes now, and then every Wednesday we put out a bespoke Patreon episode. So that's me and you, and generally we we let the the the, the Patreons pick the top five yes, for that one. Yes, they'll pick we? a top five usually, and we'll run through it. And it's a yeah. it's a nice community there. It's it's, it's I would say it's cosy because it's quite big. Um, and yeah, I just I really like that. I like making content over there. It's quite an exciting world. Is Patreon? It's a brave new world, Stuart. It's a yes. brave new world. And and for people that aren't aware of Patreon or just think, oh, what's this? Am I signing up for anything? Like, j- just go and have a look. You can have a look for free. Um, if you go over there, you can watch a video of me, Chris, Pip, uh, Gal Porter, and, mm-hmm. and we, we put together a little video that that just gives you a little intro. And I think it works out. You can, I mean, you can support us for a, a like a dollar a month. So whatever that works out at, like fifteen, twenty p a month a week, um, or if you want more content i think it works out at about one pound 90 a week uh and that'll give you what a video episode a normal episode or two video episodes a normal episode three or four mixtapes a week as well from you you actually have good music taste as well and so you get a lot of bang for your buck and and what i should also say is the fact that you know we've we're fast approaching 200 episodes on, on 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 this so um you know, we can't thank you enough for you know for for for, for backing us. But um, also, you know, it has fundamentally been a labour of love, and and the patron is an opportunity for you to to kind of throw throw a couple of pence back in the kitty to kind of you know cover the keep cost of going. production and and Absolutely. yeah and uh, yeah. and keeping us in. Uh, 
bar snacks. So, um, where's the address to find out all about that, Chris? Uh, just uh, Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com forward slash hardcore listing. If you haven't got an account with Patreon, it takes literally a couple of minutes to set up. But that couple of minutes and, you know, a dollar or pound ninety a week to us is, uh, you know, it's, it's worth a lot, you know. And, Especially and it's with like, how many it's, subscribers it's we have. Yeah. And, and it's like a kind of social media page, isn't it? Like you can go on there and you can post and you can chat and we post every day pictures and content and we all have a chat on there. We, we're now looking into how we can live stream episodes on there. So there's, there's, lots, there's lots that uh, can happen over there and it's just a, a kind of a bit of a gang where yeah, we all have a, a, a nice little natter. It's a cool crew. I'm going to have to go and just pause this for a second because my mum right. is currently watching Deep Blue Sea 3 Okay. She's got it on theatre mode on the stereo, and all I can hear is people getting attacked by sharks. Well, you ain't we got to press pause. I'll, I'll hold the right. fault. I'll hold the fault. You hold the fault, and I'm just going to go and slap my mum around a bit. No worries. I mean, another reason why you should um, maybe sign up for Patreon, um, what you don't actually know right now is Chris uh, records these uh, with nothing on. He's just got um, a small square of cardboard just... Um, Covering his modesty, uh, his belly button. Um, but when he just stood up there to uh, to go and uh, rescue uh, the, the television from his mum, uh, yeah, I saw his butter mushroom, and uh, I'd say it's probably below average, below average. If I, if I had to score it out of ten, I'd probably say six. Um, but also, what I should say as well is. Um, when this comes out, uh, this comes out next Monday. We're recording this on Thursday night. Um, this coming Saturday, we are doing um, a live show. We're doing a live show at Colours in Hoxton. And uh, it used to be the Hoxton Square Bar and, and, and Grill, where we've done the previous live shows. And it's going to uh, give you an opportunity to, to come and sit in... You have to buy two tickets. You can't just buy one. You buy two tickets. And then you basically sit in these sort of little tables that they've bought in, which seat two with little... Uh, uh, like two chairs with like these little tables, almost like what you get on an aeroplane. So you can sit, you know, safely distant from everybody. And, um, and you're going to get to see us uh, in the first half um, launching our record. We're launching our, our vinyl um, hardcore listing. Um, which if you're a patron, you would have seen because we, we obviously give priority to, to, to tickets and yeah. everything else to our patrons. But um, you'll see it very soon, um, uh, regular listeners to the Acast um, pod. And yeah, we've, so we, we're doing the first half with DJ Yoda. And uh, then after that, we have uh, fan favourite Big Papa Jay coming on stage. Um, and then there'll be a little um, kind of, we can't do a meet and greet. I guess that's a bit weird, but uh, but we can do a little Q&A. So we'll have a, a natter with you all. And you can also buy the record and stuff like that. And I mean, you're going to find that's out so- a lot more about this as as, as, as we uh, really start to push the record. Yeah, in, ne- in the next week. Weeks. Yeah, definitely. But um, also a socially, socially distanced Q&A for anyone worrying because, um, yeah, we want to keep our distance. We don't want to touch any of you, that's for sure. Um, no, we, we've generally found, you know, while we've been talking about patrons, that, that most of our patrons are, are actual dangerous loners. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we try and kind of, as much as we'll take your money, um, don't ever actually sort of talk directly to no. us. Or, we'll ta- or, or don't ever look us in the eye. We'll take your money and we won't look you in the eye, but we will give you a hand job for that money as well. Like, yeah. I've got no problems getting, getting mucky. Um, but I, I now use that like a like a Mickey Mouse fake hand on the end of a pole to do it at the moment. But I've got my yeah, I've got it down. I can I can make people come in like thirty seconds now doing that. 
So today's uh, top five um, is uh, suggested by Daydream Dusty, uh, who is a Patreon. Uh, and the top five is going to be... Why, literally, as I've started recording, my dog has somehow got into the bar. Um, uh, yeah, today's top five. Uh, top five films that haven't aged well. Mm, yes. It's a good top five. Um, there's different ways of looking at age, things that age well. Has it not aged well because of, like, basically... Why are you looking at me when you're saying that, you cunt? <laughs> You've aged well. You're wearing a fucking emo hoodie. What up? Very, very, very... I thought it was, like, my, your nephew. It's not an emo one. It's just a Nike hoodie. It's yeah, like... Yeah. Can't see that Nike logo, mate. Um, so, is it has it not aged well because of, like, special effects? Or has it been, like... Has it not aged well because it's just absolutely, completely racist? You know, um, sometimes like, I'll put on a movie, I'm like, Molly, watch this, and then she's like, oh, I don't know, I think this might be like a little bit like backwards with the times. I'm like, no, it ain't, and then I watch it, and I'm like, oh, that's quite quite bad now. Um, so, yes, I've got a mixture, and I've got some very... Con- you're going to be so mad at me. Oh, you're going to hate me. You're going to be really mad at me. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Mm, I'll, I'll kick things off today. Go on, then. I'll fucking kick things off, mate, if I want to kick things off. But, go on. Mm. Okay, right, my number five. Beverly Hills Cop. (laughs) That's very much like this whole sort of like... Because I was watching part of the second one the other day. It was on telly, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what made me think of it. (laughs) Oh, no way. I was thinking the same thing, to be honest with you, but I did put it in my top five. I thought Axel Foley was the coolest fucking geezer on the planet. You know, I mean, undoubtedly at that point, Eddie Murphy was the king of Hollywood, right? Yeah, completely. Uh, and yeah, all of a sudden, you break dancing to Axel F, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then all of a sudden, you just got this renegade fucking badass cop. Um, yeah, that, that's from, the, kind of, from the wrong side of the street, you know, yeah. wrong side of the, right side of the tracks. He's been, there. The... he's been a bit of a criminal. He, he often just refers to how he wasn't always a police officer while he's break, while he's doing all the all the stereotypes of, of, of you know black stereotypes. He's yeah. like a wallet thief. He could break into anywhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know the kind of elderly cop that's too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. And Judge oh, Reinhold, okay. who's a bit wet behind the ears and kind of yeah. uh, you know leans towards Foley's right, renegade tactics. Um, yeah. And I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved them films when I was a kid. Uh, and when it was on telly the other night, I watched it for about 10 minutes. And then I was tired, so I, I actually recorded it. Uh, and then uh, basically the next day, whenever I just stuck it back on. And after about five minutes, I was like, this is dreadful. <laughs> like, now and you think, fuck me. Like, why? Did, I, I, mean, I, felt, I felt a bit... Bad. I actually recorded it. I was like, but then you know, you, you, your only reference points is like probably when I was like twelve and thinking he was. You know, I still think Eddie Murphy's super yeah. cool dude. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I just I wouldn't watch that film again. No. Yeah. And Beverly Hills Got Free is just like I watched hot that once trash. and never went now. I barely even watched it. Because my mates had said how bad it was. Like, there's a microwave in a gun. And I was like, what the fuck? You can't be serious. And yeah. I saw bits of it. And yeah. I was like, I, I'm not even going to watch this. Because uh, yeah. the second one, like, as you say, weren't really that good, really. Yeah. And the Get first the fuck one, out of here. No, I can't. Yeah. 
Not good. Yeah. Good shout. Nice one. What are you going for? Jules. Now, I know that she's looking at me so mad. And listen, you've got to hear me out. I watch Jaws probably every year, right? Because it's one of my favourite movies. If we want to talk about narration and storytelling and acting and cinematography, that movie has aged, in my opinion, really well. If you want to talk about how that monster has aged... I don't. It's, it's, that's why you don't want to talk about it. Because it's so bad. I, I think the only reason why it's even borderline acceptable for me is I watch it every year. Because if I'd left it 10 years and then watched it now, I'd have been like, what the fuck is that rubber turd in the water? That's what I'd say now. Because I watch it every year, I've slowly adjusted myself to understanding that don't forget that even though you were really terrified of this and that it looks shit, there's a reason for it. And I can just, I can understand it and I can deal with it now. But if I was to have not watched that for 10 years and looked at that shark, I would have been like, holy shit, that is a really terrible shark. And the, what's genius about the movie is it covers all of that because it's so well executed. But the animatronics in that film, Steven Spielberg must have thought, thank fucking God that my, my movie didn't sink because of that shark. Little pun there for you. Go on, then. What are you going to say about that? You just upset? I've shat on that one of our in our top five, maybe our joint number one movies of all time. My number four. <laughs> I've, I've gone for. Um, well, I've actually got. I've actually got three. I've gone for um, Terminator, Alien, and The Matrix. You uh, fucking are. No, I, I haven't really. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's going to get petty now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll see your jaws and I'll raise your matrix. Unbelievable. Um, like, I mean, the thing is, Chris, like, yes, the special effects on the, uh, on the shark aren't the best, but it was yeah. probably the best that was to hand then. Mm -hmm. We live in a world now where people are watching Sharknado Right, they're watching like shark fucking NATO in space, Nazi sharks, yeah. and uh, you know all. They're beyond shit. Like, yeah. I but mean, shout, shout out to Rachel Wells now because she's probably screaming at the radio. What on earth are you slagging off um, yeah. Shark B movies for? But the, the the effects on them are no better than what. Um, well. Uh, Lucas, uh, sorry, but, what uh, Spielberg was doing. But they've got more right to be shit. One, they didn't have the budget, and two, they did bite off more than they could chew. Stop in throwing of, in shit puns. In terms of in terms of trying to achieve a special effect, there's no way you can ever make a Sharknado. Well, I guess there is, but you need the budget of Armageddon to make Sharknado look like not shit, not the budget of Sharknado. Hmm. They're all B-movie shark movies are sold on the premise, mate. And you have to get on board right at the start when you read that bloody that title. And if you're not and you're going, well, that's going to be shit, that isn't for you. But me and Rachel, we, that is for us. Create Ghost Shark. Who doesn't want to see what's more worse than a, sh a fucking ghost? What's more worse than a shark? A ghost shark. You, the thing is, your, your, your brain, your imagination can't stretch to it. So if it doesn't look good on the screen, 
you're having a you're you're gonna go and watch Shane for the fifty sixth time. That's your pro that's fundamentally your problem. What's your number five or four? I've I've lost track. Uh commando. Oh, it nearly like I, I it was nearly possibly my number one. It could be swapped out. <laughs> It's it's, it's it's so shit. I reckon I've said I, I was talking to Carol before we recorded it, and I was like, "Commando." She went, <laughs> she went. Do you even like Schwarzenegger films? And I went, "No, not really." But <laughs> but I reckon I've seen Commando a uh, hundred times. Like I had yeah, it on VHS, yeah. and 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 it was like a, a real blockbuster, wasn't it? And well, you look like a badass on the. VHS cover, he's got that, that yeah. jacket and he's holding, he's got grenades on his thing the and he's got a machete. I, I can still remember seeing the trailer and and it sort of shows all of his weapons and yeah. then it shows him putting the black yeah. makeup stripes under his eyes and I was like, man, that's going to be mental. That's going to be really, really like hor- horrific violence that, you know, that was very much the thing at that point yeah, in the 80s. Definitely. And what did I get? Where's Sully? I let him go. <laughs> let Bennett. off some steam, Bennett. Like, it's really shit. Like, really shit. Like, hey, 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 did you, you said you were going to kill me last. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, commando. Um, you know, I, I hope we get some messages <laughs> in of people going, are you fucking joking? I, I know there's one on my list. That's going to annoy people, oh. and they're going to go fuck off. That's the bollocks, yeah. and it's and it's not. But we'll get there. Oh mate, yeah, I agree, man. I struggled, uh, and Commando nearly came on here. But there was one eighties action movie that, for me, just really made me put them all in a cupboard and go. I probably I will never watch him again because I'm too scared now. Of like Commando and the other one are the two ones that I watched most recently, and I mean literally in the last ten years. And they were so bad, I've just had to go, right, they all stay over there now. I love them, but they stay over there. Yeah, okay, so my next one. This one is more because um, of, like, like I'm not somebody who goes PC mad or anything like that. And I think t- uh, movies can be of their time and stuff just, like that. Just, just quickly, yeah. have you got any horrors in yours? Uh, no, I haven't, strangely. Because, obviously, I'm not a fan horrors. of horror. Yeah, yeah, I could have put some. But you are, obviously, and I know, yeah. and you know that my missus is, and I was like, mm. are there any, like, horror films that have aged badly? <laughs> she just went, nah. And I was the like, thing... there, there probably oh, is. And she went, nah. And I was just thinking, I bet Nightmare on Elm Street is really shit now if you watched it. Yeah, I, it's been so long. But I, I'll say this, the last time I watched it, it scared the shit out of me. I bet Candyman's rubbish. And that was only about 10 years ago I rewatched it and went, that's the first one, actually, in fairness to you, the first one holds up. The mm. others, once you get past Dream Warriors, it's like, what the fuck? But then you'd never say they age badly. They were bad films. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Like, that's like, that's like, why I couldn't throw Police Academy 6 in. Like, uh, <laughs> go on, what was your choice? Sorry, dude. Right, so... I had to have a think, and then I realised that there's a scene, because I was thinking about comedies, and comedies, of course, can be uh, a bit like borderline. They're supposed to push the sort of like, push the envelope and sometimes be potentially offensive and stuff like that. You could say that for a lot of um, Sasha Baron Cohen's movies, mm-hmm. but none of them really came to mind. The one that came to mind was Ace Ventura, um, predominantly because at the end it turns out 
But the person who um, is the bad guy has actually changed genders. And then everyone starts throwing up. And when they just realise that they've changed gender and that they, they might have potentially kissed her, everyone just starts throwing up, knowing that he's actually potentially a bloke. And he's tugging her hair and pointing at her box and stuff like that. And I just think, I really don't think that... Like, I, I get it, and I understand the setup of the joke as well. That they're, they're, they're spitting out and they're being sick because they kissed someone of the same gender and they thought that it was the opposite sex and hence why you know no one wants to do that that's not it's not insane to say that people are going to find that unpalatable right you like who you like but it's just very hard to now tell that story in this day and age and anyone i would be like no i think i don't think that's really the message we're going with these days and and there's so many like like ace ventura i love ace ventura I, i think jim carrey in that is is brilliant um, you wasn't a big fan of that and the mask and stuff, was you? No, but no. I, I really did. I really did like it. Not for I mean, them reasons. I mean, I, I, I can't even remember that scene. Like, yeah. But I, I know that obviously they were huge films when they come out and, and I would have gone to the cinema to watch them. And I just didn't like his kind of, I've got a comedy face type thing. Uh, he, he, he's kind of, but I love Dumb and Dumber though. Like, um, mm. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, them two films, just I just did not get it. Didn't connect. That's understandable, and as I say, like I haven't seen Ace Ventura for years, but for for a very long time it was my favourite comedy. Yeah, and it probably doesn't keep that now okay. by a long shot. But yeah, transphobia not 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 so cool these days, as it shouldn't be. By the way, I'm not saying I should bring it back. What's your number four, mate, or three? I'm losing track. You're on three. You're on three. Yeah, uh, Basic Instinct. Yeah, it's really boring. Um, we tried to watch it a little while ago because same, my, my memory of it was like, it's really fucking cool. Yeah, and like, sexy. Like, it's really like, me and Molly were like, oh, should we put on a bit of a sexy film? And I was like, baby, I've got you. And strap in. We're, we're going to watch this uh, this rape scene. Like, <laughs> because that scene when yeah. he, he, he fucks his, his missus, I think. His, yeah, his it's his missus. wife and he's thinking he's banging Sharon Stone, I think. That's fucking dark, man. When you think about it, she's enjoying it a little bit. I'm not trying to be like she wanted it, please. Fucking hell, mate. I'm not. I'm not. But she seems to sort of kind of get into it, I think. But it is still like, you know, yeah, it's a bit on the nose. Yeah, uh, and, and it was weird watching we it. We didn't need, by the way, I'm only saying that from memory. I haven't actually, like when we tried watching it, we got about 30 minutes in and Molly was like, should we just stick some porn on? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just watching porn. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. And yeah, like, just even like the scenes when she's, you know, leading up to the kind of the iconic leg cross scene. Yeah. Like, and I, and I think Sharon Stone's a really fucking good actress. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, yeah, she is. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that film going back to it and watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's not how I remembered it. Like, And it was probably because, when I think back, I always remembered it being like really sexy and it was, Sharon Stone was, you know, the, a massive 90s heartthrob, wasn't she? And yeah, it was like, totally. oh, yeah, like, wicked, let's, um, you know, let, let, let's stick this on. And then it was like, oh, yeah, this, this just ain't really how I remembered it. The <laughs> and, way, yeah. 
Sorry, so, yeah, so it, it, I didn't think it had aged well, hence. Do we do why. sexy thrillers now? Or have we all just, like, is there no is there no market for sexy thriller now? Because we don't want titillation and thriller. Like, we want a thriller, but you don't want to well, be... What, what, what's, um, I mean, I've not seen it, but is Fifty Shades of Grey, is that a thriller as well? Oh, it's so bad. Hmm. There's nothing to it, Stu. I can't. Yeah. I can't see where the plot structure is for the movie. I can't see really where the payoffs are. Mm. It's it's paper thin. It's it is what B movies are, but it doesn't know what it is. Mm. That's the thing. And at least with B movies, because they know that they play on that. Yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey is just a very paper thin. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if like this really, really like rich, sexy man was actually a bit of a sadomasochist? And, um, you know, it doesn't really, I don't think, like, oh, you know, I don't really understand the bondage world, as it were. But I, from, from what people say to me, I don't think it's a, a very good representation of it half the time. And I think it, it's not the best. I don't think it's the, the best. I don't think every film needs to champion women's values or male values. But I don't think it's particularly champions women's values very good. And I just think it's a bit, bit paper thin. It's a bit shit. So, yeah, I don't think it's a sexy thriller. I can't see what's thriller about it. I think we've just got such access to other sexy things these days that people are like, you know, you've got a box set on Pornhub to watch. Watch that. Do you know what I mean? What's your number three? Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, here's another bit of thing that had a lot of titillation. It's a bit Ace Venturi. It's a bit more of a, a, a more comedy, but you wouldn't, they wouldn't make it now. Imagine if two kids had access to a, a computer... And they could, and and they, they they can't get girlfriends, so they just put in like a woman with massive jugs, 
who will become their sex doll. Um, if you want that as a premise, Weird Science. Now, Weird Science, I watch it as a Christmas movie. I really love that movie. For me, I feel it's it's still got it's still got something for me that makes me feel warm and laugh at it and can take it as it is in that time. But I don't think many people in the world are running around going, you know, what's a great movie? Weird, weird Science. You know, I don't think it's like, again, I think it's of a, an era. And I don't think that's exactly screaming women's rights. Having said that, is it Kelly LaRock in that? Uh, yes, oh, it's, it's, no, it's, I've got it wrong, haven't it I? It is. It's garage music icon Kelly no, LaRock. No, I've got it wrong. Oh. <laughs> Kelly LeBrock. Oh, I'll let you off that one. That was that. That was tough. She's smoking hot, and she's actually really when you peel back the skins of, of the when you peel back your skin when you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> weird science when she walks out yeah she walks out of the cupboard in like a just the best outfit like a teenage right. boy's dream Let, outfit let's, let's spin this right so as she comes Kelly LeBrock probably the most hottest like Hollywood kind of oh, uh, wow. a, you know actor at that time she was beautiful she's beautiful Kelly LeBrock um and she comes out and does she say, like, what is it like, what do you want to do with me first, boys? Imagine if that was two 14-year-old girls and Mel Gibson walked out in a <laughs> pair of Speedos and went, right, girls, what do you want to do first? It's different then, isn't it? <laughs> I think that shows a difference in what probably uh, people want between the sexes as well, but... I don't know, and also that could that has changed more over time as well. But like she actually teaches them so many good values in that movie in how to treat women. Mate, and how if to you act- want to watch Weird Science and enjoy it, that's fine, man. Definitely, but also just the idea that they're just creating a fuck doll is kind of it's kind of hard. It's a harder sell these days. Yeah, it's definitely one that Molly is not like. Oh, you know what? Why you rave on about that? I really want to watch Weird Science. Pop that on. I'm not getting that vibe off her. That's definitely not that. What's your number two, mate? Roadhouse. <laughs> oh, that is really good. Really good. Uh, Roadhouse, when it come out, was like Patrick Swayze, you know, the boss of Hollywood at that point, yeah? You know, I don't know if he'd done Ghost by then or, 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 or what. Obviously, he'd done Outsiders and he'd done... I don't know what else he'd done, to be honest. Um, I should point out... Dirty Dancing. Of course, of course. Ghost. Yeah. You know, like, you know, he'd done Dirty Dancing. And, you know, I mean, that's probably... Ooh, it's aged a lot better than uh, Rodas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I remember watching it and and thinking, oh, he's like a, he's, he's like a doorman that's come out of retirement and he's caught up with his old, his old mate, Wade Garrett. And, uh, like, yeah, this is fucking cool, man. Like, they're going to get back on the doors and they're going to clear out all these bad asses. And these bad asses were just the worst bad guys ever. <laughs> and, I mean, the fact that, like, they don't ever really, you know, not, they just get a couple of slaps. And, I mean, the extent of the violence goes as far as the fat bloke, uh, who's meant to be this top-draw villain, 
the fat bloke gets taken out of the scene by a giant stuffed bear <laughs> falling on him. Yeah. Fucking rubbish. And as in, I mean, I won't speak too ill of the dead, but um, as is the case in every Patrick Swayze film, um, his hair's so bad. You hate it, didn't you? It's yeah, just the worst. It's the worst hair in Hollywood. It's like have long hair or have short hair. Don't kind of. It wasn't even a mullet. It was just, just bad. You know, it's bad in dirty. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to start on they, 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 again. They, they saved all the like. It should be like a bit of a kick-ass movie. I agree. And all the blokes they're fighting are these big pear-shaped just truckers, basically. And then. Like, it, all the real violence happens in about 30, 13 seconds when he rips a dude's throat out at the end. Oh, Christ, I forgot about that shit, yeah. And then that's that, really. Yeah. You know, that's the end. Really rubbish. Really rubbish. It is bad. It is bad. I watched it once, and I'm surprised. But even back then, like, I, I've never really... So, know. I reckon about 15 years ago... Um, Carol was at work, and uh, and she used to um, knock about with a couple of guys that used to occasionally sort of come out the toothbrush and that, and they were good lads. And uh, she came over and went, "I borrowed a film off of James because uh, he said it's one of the best films ever." And obviously, Carol is of a generation that I, I guess Dirty Dancing and him in that film was a big deal. Uh, and she went, "Have you seen Roadhouse?" I was like, "Yeah, it's fucking great." Like, <laughs> because I'd probably seen it five times in the late 80s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I reckon we managed about 20 minutes, and I was like, this is so <laughs> bad. Like, yeah. And I've got a feeling people, this is going to be the one that might annoy people. I think a lot of people still really rate Roadhouse, and I think it's fucking awful. Nah. And and I'm going to throw... It's an, more a, like Roadkill. Yeah. Right, another little pun for you today. That's three I've done. Yeah. 76 is going to be so proud of me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, and it come close that I nearly put point break him. Oh, yeah. I can, that, that would have upset people. But um, I reckon, yeah. For, for many reasons. Um, Anthony Kiedis' cameo in it is beyond shit. Uh, and... Um, yeah, Patrick Swayze is in a gang of cool surf type grungers that have all got really cool long hair. Um, he's got like this weird mullet, highlighted mullet, similar to my wedding photo. Um, he, he's just got the worst hair and he's old enough to be their dads. Uh, but it's directed by, uh, what's her name, isn't it? Um, is it directed by De Palma? Fuck knows. Uh, Can't remember, but the, but there's lots of good, better things that that pulled that through for me. A Laurie Petty, um, and and yeah, and th- th- there's some cool bits in that film uh, that I think okay, uh, I'm not putting that in. So uh, if I have to put a Swayze film in, I'm going Roadhouse because Roadhouse is really bad. Well, no one was putting a fucking gun to your head, mate. But there we yeah. go. My number two. Uh, this you're going to spin you out. The Matrix. No, 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 that that that. I mean, I haven't put it in as my number one because I thought it was rubbish when I first saw it. Like, well, that's fucking really rude. I tell you that, mate. For years, The Matrix was really great, and then six months ago, I was trying to trying to get because Molly doesn't really like science fiction. Keanu Reeves is getting hiding right now. 
What's that? Keanu Reeves is getting a hiding, isn't he? Is he? Why? What's he done? Has he touched someone? No, up? you fucking dinkle. I've just said point break and just slated that. <laughs> and then you've just mentioned the Matrix. Has he touched anyone up? <laughs> I love how your mind works, Christopher. Not like, right, okay, have we no, discussed look, this look, recently? Who's he fiddled with? No, no, the reason why is because I saw a YouTube video the other day how Keanu Reeves, whenever he takes photos with women, he put his arms around them, but he never puts his hat t- hands on them. He's so a you always super see cool dude. Exactly. So, like, I'd just be so gutted if it turns out he's fisted someone, you know, like... So, Why basically... you're saying fisting? Sorry. Um, let's get back on track here. Right. The Matrix. Trying to get Molly into a bit of science fiction, right? And I thought, fucking hell, well, she probably... Does Molly want to come round mine and watch bleak British kitchen yeah, sink she dramas? Do. She absolutely does. <laughs> um... And, because uh, Carol would be more than happy to come around yours and watch sci-fi, mate. absolutely made out. I'll whip out Phantoms <laughs> and me and Carol will be like, fucking yes. Let's get that on. And, uh, and um, honestly, like, I put it on and it... The, the concept is, is really great. And the acting and the bullet time photography somewhat and the martial arts are somewhat stayed there. But some of the sort of like some of the special effects are starting to look a little bit pony. Like there's a bit where this little alien crawls inside his stomach and it just looks so shit. And it just it just it, this always happens with action movies as well. They get so much better at doing action that the ones that you really like start looking worse and worse. And, and the reason why it comes to my number two is because I was so gutted that I wasn't finding the Matrix interesting. I was really like, oh, fucking hell. And Molly, she sat through it. And to, for her to sit through it must have been a hard work. Because she, yeah, that, she, she, I felt bored for her. So, a yeah, Mike, I was a bit, bit fucked off with it. A Mike Lee film from the early 80s that's got no, uh, so, uh, no special effects in it will still deliver. Yeah. When films have special effects in it, apart from Star Wars, yeah. uh, it's really hard for them not to date. And it's like yeah. music that uses, you know, like like drum sounds, like you know, with, yeah. with production, like you know, things yeah. sound of their age. And sometimes things don't age as well mm. due to technology being a very f- fast evolving thing. And I think that's you know, if you look at the Matrix and then you look at uh, what was the one with a fucking the woman dressed as a lizard running around in trees? What was that one called? Avatar. That one. Uh, that I, I looked this up, and that scores very highly in most day, films that haven't aged too well. First, right? Says, oh, okay. Yeah, they, like, and yet yeah, weirdly, Molly watched it and loved it. So it was yeah. strange because that's the one I won her over on. Yeah. But it also hasn't aged very well in terms of uh, um, sort of PC culture at the moment. A lot of people say Avatar is just this white saviour movie. Oh, and right. It's like, and it's like, I'm not sure. Like, the thing is with a lot of these things, it's like people go back and look on these things with lenses now and they're, they're judging something by what the standards they're looking at for now. Whereas James Cameron was probably like, I'm going to write this story and I know these people, so I'm going to get them to play in it. And, and, yeah. And, 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 and that was it. But it is it is quite a whitewashed movie. So, you know, I do kind of also understand what people are saying, but I think it's a bit 
bit much. I don't think it's it was trying to be like super super offensive or anything like that, or trying to be you know whitewashed or racist. I just think it happens, and they weren't aware of it. But um, people do say Avatar is one of these movies. Yeah, so oh, you, right. You're, you're right. In no, I was it just out. saying. But then from the Matrix to that, then from that to I don't know what's come out recently that's been a, a you know a a, a, a a big advancement in. Mm. You know, special effects, but mm. you know, it, it it does move quickly, doesn't it? And uh, and I think they're the things that sometimes films do look at like they've been date. left behind a little bit. Absolutely, mm. mate. Yeah, for sure. Are you, we're on your number one, mate. What is it? Yes, we are. So I'm going to go for a film that I saw at the cinema when it came out. Uh, the guy was, without a shadow of a doubt, the coolest thing uh, for any, you know, any teenager or anyone at that point. He was the best. The coolest, the absolute coolest. I think I know who you're going with here. Uh, and I loved it. And I really loved that film. Uh, and then not that long ago, I rewatched it. And I was like, oh no, this really isn't very good. And then I watched it again quite recently. Team Wolf Don't Deliver. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you said Team Wolf, actually. Yeah, really? Is it just a bit boring? Team Wolf's dad's still the greatest comedy creation ever. When, when he turns around and his dad's th- uh, a wolf, it's brilliant. The, the whole scene of you know surfing on the roof still fucking great. And y- y- oh, what's his mate's name? Uh, oh, I can't think what his best I mate's can't name is. It's been so long since I've watched uh, it. And 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 he's just like it's so eighties. And and you know the eighties that I am, I, I love eighties stuff. Mm. Because it was my, you know, my mm. formative years, and the basketball game and stuff. It's like it, it just, it's just a bit shit. Is it really bad? Yeah, badly like back, back to the future, still the bollocks. Yeah, you know, um, but I just, it's the one that I probably love the most. That. I'd, I'd kind of be trying to ignore lots of things in it to continually still go, yeah, that's still great. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's fallen the furthest for you in your eyes, yeah. Because it was uh, it was so high up. Because Michael J. Fox was the coolest fucking geezer. Like, yeah. you know. And, and as you know, we spoke about Michael J. Fox and, you know, how fucking brilliant he is and how casualties of war is just this... Yeah, he, he's performance in that is yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah, uh, and yeah, he's just a dude, Michael J. Fox, yeah. and and yeah, it's the one that I remember most fondly. But then when I watch it, I'm like, oh, oh. I always I always preferred it to like Back to the Future. But now you watch him, and it's like, yeah, Back to the Future. It's night and day. Yeah, yeah. It's it, that's what that that is a text. I think you chose a really good one there. Because that's the difference between uh, something that's, that becomes a classic. Mm. Is there's lots of things when you first watch it you don't really spot, mm. and then the longer time is with it, the more apparent they sort of become, you know, yeah. and the more true yeah. to, to, to true to their own style they they keep. So it's a really good number one, mate. What's yours, Dave? So I can't ever watch this movie. This is like so. This is the epitome of when you were saying choreography, like saying Team Wolf and stuff like that. This for me is when I watch this and I try to watch it. I, I watch it again. I tried probably about fifteen, even fifteen years ago, and I was like, "Fuck, this is so bad." Um, I think I tried to watch it around two thousand and five. So yeah, yeah. So fifteen years ago, fucking hell. 
and it was so bad. And that's kickboxer. <laughs> I very nearly put no retreat, no surrender. Really? In, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so like this whole thing, like a massive part of what my personality is and is formed from is an absolute compulsion to watch martial art movies as a kid. Like that's why I went to karate, all this other shit. And kickboxer, I watched a lot. And the whole thing with Tong Po kicking the fucking concrete at the start and all these matchups that he had and him killing, like, paralysing his brother. And it was high, like, drama. And the choreography was absolutely brilliant. And then I watched it and the choreography is so, so bad. Mm. It's like I could probably do that choreography in your back garden next week. Like, it's, it's so poor. And I think... How the fuck did I think that was like that was good? But we all did. There wasn't one person who I ever had a conversation with who went, "Yeah, kickbox is shit." Everyone would be like, "You seen kickbox?" would be like, "Yeah, it's good, isn't it?" That one. But the, oh. the, the, it's it's. Do you know what? I've got one more on my list, right? Yeah. Uh, which is the Karate Kid two. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah. I I just can't put the Karate Kid in there, and I know it's shit. But I can't do it, right? The the fight scenes in the Karate Kid are fucking dreadful. He does not know karate, you know. Like no. he he's got no idea what he's doing. Uh, and but it doesn't matter because it was the Karate Kid. Uh, and and I very nearly thought, do I put a Rocky film in there? Do I put like, is it Rocky Four when like he buys Paulie a robot and it's like, oh man, there's a robot in his house in that scene, and it's like it's bad, but. I think the fight scenes in the Rocky films hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In their own way. They're, a def- they're their own style, the Rocky yeah. scene fight scenes, yeah. aren't they? And, and I think, like, you know, the soundtrack and things like that gets, gets them out of jail a lot mm. as well. Mm. Um, but, but, yeah, like, Kickboxer, bizarrely, when I turned on Netflix or Prime the other day, uh, films we think you might like, and Kickboxer was in there. Yeah, yeah. Was and it the was old like, one or the new or the newer one that they did? The, the old I watched one. The, oh, right, I watched the newer one as well. That weren't much to be fucking singing about. And like, he, you know, I was chatting to my brother-in-law the other day, and he and he was like, he just said, "Oh, like you know, still now, if like if I can watch you know an old Van Damme film or an old Seagal film, I'm like, man, they're like shit." <laughs> and he's so like, shit. and he's like. Nah, man. And it's like, I, d- I don't think he's gone past that yet. No. Yeah. He's still enjoying it. And I'm like, man, them films are fucking awful. Like, and I like the fact that that's all he wants from a film. I think there's something quite endearing about that. That, like, yeah. you know, you know what you like and that's great. Yeah. But, yeah, lots of them. It's it's the Hollywood martial arts, like the ja- the Chinese ones, the, the kung fu ones that ja- got Jackie Chan in. Some of them still hold up; they're really good, and and the whole thing paved the way for modern day action. So yeah. it it was necessary, and it was great at the time. End of the Dragon just, holds up though, and it does. Uh, but the thing is, like, well, it goes. That, that's why it's a classic. Is because the things that you didn't realise at the time. Because, oh, both a fighting film. It's like, no, it's been shot in a much better way, better yeah, choreography. Yeah. Bruce Lee really, really, really cared. Mm. Um, yeah, it paved the way for him now. Like, there's loads of cool ones, like uh, Man with the Iron Fist and stuff like that, and uh, Iron Monkey. It's so good in China, by 2000. And you try and compare them to Kickboxer, it's just like, you just it's just so bad. So, yeah. Have you watched Cobra Kai? 
you are about the fifth person in the last two weeks who's asked me about Cobra Kai. Like, so, I have seen, I saw the first episode and quite enjoyed it and loved the idea of it. I love how they portray the kid from the first one who was supposedly the bad guy, who's not really, you don't, and there's been loads of narration uh, in public, uh, public Eye about how the Karate Kid was the bully back then in Karate mm. Kid. And actually, when I saw the first Cobra Kai, you see him in a different light, really. And I thought that was really good. I just need to watch it. It's, it, it's, it's so shit, but brilliant. Yeah, it's like I'd like to think that they've done a Stranger Things and tried to kind of be really retro and cool, but I don't think they are. Right, you think but, they're at, they're not intentionally missing the mark, basically. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not right, sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's. I mean, I rinsed it in a day, like, oh, wow. and it's really good. It's like it's it's cheesy, it's tacky. Uh, and Ralph Macchio still can't do martial arts for, for <laughs> love and the money. Uh, Johnny still can do martial arts, but it is that whole thing of like, who's the bad guy actually here? And it, and it fluctuates throughout the series, and it's... I, I loved it. Is there two? There's two on there, though. I'm going to have to watch him now. And when, when that last series finishes, he launches Johnny launches his phone, and then it flashes up a number, and the name's on there, and you're like... Oh, 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 oh come good. on, come on. And what's interesting is, because um, whilst watching it, I was just Googling, like, because all of, like, the original Cobra Kai's are in it, the whole gang's in it, and one of them died recently through cancer, and, and oh. he's, and, and they write that into it, like, which is really nice, but yeah. uh, the, the really horrible one in the Cobra Kai's was Dutch, who was the one that kind of had the, the blonde highlights that yeah. was also like the fucking, the, oh, bad, yeah. the, the real fucking badass. What, in the third one? No, in, in, in the first is he, one. Is it like, oh, is, is he the instructor guy? No, that's Crease. Crease is in it. Crease, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's in it like, all, all the way through. It's fucking oh, great. great. But Dutch was one of the, like, the, the Johnny's gang. Oh, right, okay. Right. And so, and he was the only one that wasn't in it. And so I just thought, why is he not in it? And like, and then I found out that um, he's Steve McQueen's son. No way. Yeah. I was like, fucking hell, that cool's that? Yeah. Like, one of the fucking bad dudes from Karate Kid, Steve McQueen's son. <laughs> fucking hell. Like, if it's not cool enough being Steve McQueen, like having Steve McQueen as your dad, you're a fucking badass in Karate Kid. Yeah, that's incredible. They Box are really cool. Ticked. Geez. Yeah, well, their geese, a, their geese it, were so much better. Like where we trained, like with Stan, we just got white geese, right? White geese, mate, yeah. And like, and when I used to go to competitions, and then sometimes you see people in like black silk, like geese with like red sashes. I'll be like, yeah. "Fuck's sake!" I bet they know like really cool kung fu kicks yeah. that we don't do. And like, I always kind of wanted that kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I wanted a headband. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we we also did have black keys at stands, but obviously you just weren't in the cool gang. You didn't? I did. Fuck, honestly? Yeah, yeah. I, I was in nah, the fighting. No, fuck off. Are you <laughs> being serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm being serious. And I, was in, and I had uh, my name printed down one side and Top Gun printed down the other. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I know you, you're going to be mad at me for saying all this, but yeah. I don't even care about... I mean, Top Gun's amazing, but... Uh, <laughs> But, in all honesty, you had a black gee with your name on it. 
Yeah, honestly, black goo with my name on it, Top Gun, written on it. Fuck you, fuck this podcast. <laughs> Chris and I want to tell you all about our Patreon page. It won't take long, but we think you're going to want to hear it. Because you're missing out, quite frankly. Massively. All the more risque stuff that we sometimes think, oh, can we get away with that? Uh, we put it on our Patreon pages. And there's over 150 episodes uh, for our $10 subscribers. Absolutely. So for well, whatever that works out in UK pounds, what's that, about £7.50 a month? Yeah, for, for the price of a bag of chips, for a Savoy and chips, you can actually have us in your ears four times extra a month. That's four episodes minimum that we put out um, exclusively for Patreons, plus... Um, there's loads of we video most of our episodes now and the videos you can watch all of the podcasts now over on patreon as well um we put up loads of other unique content over there yeah don't there's we? there's there's pictures there it's basically our version of our only fans account isn't it basically so you, you exactly. get the sort of pictures on there of, of the behind the scenes of stew tucking into a pot noodle basically sort of stuff you that shouldn't be available to the public no one needs to see that but that's all we just thought we'd give you a quick heads up that if you're enjoying these podcasts then be aware for like £7.50 you can go and listen to over 150 exclusive episodes and there's some great ones over there with previous guests as well um, loads of names that you're going to recognise if you've been listening to to the, 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 the weekly podcast we put out and yeah and also if you are a subscriber we're more than likely to do one of your top fives if you recommend it because we prioritise the patrons first don't we as well absolutely yeah so we, we try and sort of do as many top five suggested by you lot as well so uh yeah head over to patreon where can they find out about it chris uh patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing easy peasy and you can watch an intro video there as well of us in jacuzzis and doing sexy stuff with gal porter with gal porter not doing sexy stuff with gal porter can i just clear clear that up <laughs> gal not trying to drag your name through the mud <laughs> and scroobius pip yeah <laughs> all right P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash hardcore listing. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.